surf fishing 101. You got to learn something, right? Well, where are you going to learn? Are you just going to grab the old YouTube and say, hey, I learned it here? Or maybe you should hook up with, I don't know, somebody that knows a lot about the sport. This week, we're talking to Blake Hunter, Real 30A. And you're listening to Finding Demo Surf Fishing. tell you i wish when i had started my surf fishing happiness i would have actually just said all right screw it i'm gonna get a guide and i'm just gonna go out there and learn but no i i did the normal bonehead move i if that a shoe fits and upset you i'm sorry but i went out there and i just started grinding though it was cool that i did it i really wish that i would have gone the route that we're going to talk about today so i'm going to bring on mr blake hunter of real 30a the dude is I dare I say genius uh, when it comes to this. Uh, I reached out to Blake a while ago, uh, kind of new into the game, and I was trying to find a teacher and see what I was doing wrong. And Blake's like, yeah, hey, I've got classes. I've got the charters. I got all this stuff. Uh, just come on out. And unfortunately, my life was just all over the place with moving in that I just dropped the ball completely. And I kept grinding. I kept grinding. And then finally, I went to one of Blake's seminars, and I realized, oh, man, I've missed out on the boat. This guy's got so much more info. So this week, y'all, you're going to hear it right from Blake. So, Blake, thank you so much for coming on. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, Brian. You know, I, I really appreciate that intro. And let me just say, I feel like when you're pumping up that music, I had a, a, a big old mullet on, and I'm walking through <laughs> A smoke door with a nine foot rod in my hand, just pumping the pumping it up, son. You got me fired up. Oh man, so. good stuff right there. Get to get the glasses. You got to get the whole wraparound glasses too. You know, get the mullet almost like that. With I like it. Yeah, dude. Skinny black leather pants. Yeah, dude. <laughs> leather pants. That's awesome. Uh, are they water resistant? Because you know, I got to get out there. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I don't get in the water. I cast from the beach. No, I appreciate it. The uh, yeah, thanks, man. I I I, I thank you. And uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm so glad you invited me to do this. And um, I think you're a great guy. And I appreciate you know. I don't know a lot of people know this. You're a devil dog, and my, a lot of my families are devil dogs. So I really appreciate your service too. Cause it, nothing like a good marine. And uh, you know, Semper Fi. And thank you so much. Oh man, thank you, Semper Fi, and awesome to your family. Thank you for their service. That's good stuff right there. Yeah, man. Yeah. We're just gonna pump it up all day. All right, so I know I got uh, you on. I know I got you on Facebook uh, for Real Thirty A, Real Thirty A dot com. You any other social media that we need to throw out there? I know YouTube or anything. No, you know, man, I flirted with YouTube, like you like to say. You know, I've I've flirted with it and flirted with it, She's and tempting. you know, maybe being lazy, but um, then again, you know, I I found my niche where I'm at. And uh, I have Instagram. So I have a YouTube page. There's just nothing on it. You might be able to find my logo on there. But uh, it still could be some stuff coming soon. Um, but to be a full-time YouTuber, probably not. But I would say the Instagram is what I posted most that, that you know, that uh, segues or tags into my Facebook. Instagram gets more hits, and I found it to be a better medium for me. And it's the Real 30A. Uh, Real 30A was already taken by some, like, 12-year-old. And uh, so I can, <laughs> boo, yeah. 
the real third. So T H E R E L thirty A. So you'll find me. Yeah. There you go. Oh, and damn, damn kids and their technology and stuff, man. They always get you. Hey, get it. Taking the good, taking my tags. It's okay. <laughs> Hopefully that kid's like a pomp slayer when he's in his twenties. Like, all right, cool. We we can live with this now. You 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 you're kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, like I'll teach her. You know, my little daughter loves it. So I mean, I don't. I love it. So, dude, I've seen um, your pictures with your daughter. Like, she's she's gonna be a force to be reckoned with. That girl can fish. Man, you know, I've had her on the beach with other kids. You know, it, it, it's okay. You little kids, you know, uh, scared of holding fish. We're, you know, that's natural. You know, it doesn't mean a kid's better than the other. But my little daughter, like, let me get in there. And she's a very strong-willed <laughs> girl. So it sucks right now to be a parent. But hopefully later in life, she'll be taking care of me when she's a doctor, a lawyer, or something like that. Right. And, uh, but, yeah, she gets in there gets dirty, dude. She loves catching the sand fleas. And she loves to uh, – she doesn't mind holding a fish. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, so I know you've been a long-time fisherman and an angler and all sorts. Uh, how long have you been fishing? Long-time caller, first-time listener. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so how long you been? How long you been out there, man, doing the fishing game? Uh the fishing game total, man. So you know, uh, I would say I've been fishing my whole life. So you know, I'm originally from Mobile. I've been Santa Rosa Beach, Florida, which is 30A in quotations. If you can't see me, uh, you uh, you know, uh, <laughs> air quoting. Podcast 30A is a really special place. You know, it's a it's a unique market. You know, there's not really any high rises, condos, so it's a lot of homes and it's a lot of it's a higher market. It's a higher end market. Just kind of gravitate that way, and uh, it's a great place to live. It's a great place to fish. Um, you know, it's kind of our own little. Um, it's it's 26 or 27 miles of coastline. Um, which makes up 30A, but, you know, also fish PCB and Dustin Miramar, you know, like that. But I've been fishing, I'm 37 in July, and I've been fishing for, you know, I thought I caught my first fish was a sheep's head. My dad took me, who didn't like fishing, but, you know, kudos to my dad for seeing my passion and loved it. And, you know, uh, I would encourage any other parent out there who sees something in their kid, whether it's fishing or not to, you know, let them do it. Even if they don't like to do it, encourage them, be part of their life and let them do it because that's always been my passion. That's, that's, that's what I love. So I think at like six or seven, I caught my first sheep's head and, you know, it was game on after that. So, you know, a lot of surf fish, a lot of people that get into surf fishing, Brian, you know, they get into surf fishing or let's say they're freshwater fishing, they move down from the coast you know, what happens I've seen usually is guys get into surf fishing and then they get into inshore fishing because they want to catch bigger fish and then they get into offshore fishing. I did the different, I did the reverse. I did inshore and offshore and kind of conquered that. I mean, I'm not the biggest blue water guy, but I mean, I've caught all that stuff right. and I love it. But then I wanted to master surf fishing because that's the thing I never got to do uh, as much, right? Growing up in Mobile Dolphin Island, everybody was surf fishing or, or, or a couple guys that I knew. I was um, inshore fishing, chasing trout. Everybody was chasing turkeys in the spring. In the Pompano, I was chasing speckled trout and burning them up, catching 50, 60, 70 a day, big fish. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. A little different from my fishery now. If you catch four or five, that's a good day, yeah, you know, in Chocolate Bay. So, you know, what I will say is knowing how to fish and taking all that, how to, how to, how to see fish, how to tie knots, how to catch different species of fish culminated and helped me become a better surf fisherman a lot faster and a lot quicker. And I'll never say I know everything. Uh, there's a, there's a ton of guys better than me, 
But, you know, the biggest name of the game for me is being consistent because I get paid to surf fish. You know, love the YouTubers out there, but remember, they get paid for you to click. I get paid, people like me, not just me, that do this for a living, get paid to put people on fish, and that's the difference. Yeah, so what I what I do is based on that, and that's, you know, it's, it's no other, it's, it's as simple as that. Like, I do things that work because I know based on experience, right? So I want to say what, you know? 37 we'll say 25 years you know give or take you know but really the last i've been surf fishing for 10 years uh but i've had my business real 30a since 2016 i was kind of fishing on the beach how it started man i was kind of going to it if you want me to um, yeah have at it i mean we're on, you know, we're on a roll man rock that <laughs> yeah man right uh you know see you on the beach catching fish and you know hey i want to be part of that you know can you show me and sure i'll show you and then you know eventually i'm like well you know i might as well do this the right way which i encourage anybody that wants to do this uh if you want to be a surf a surf fishing guide or get into that you know i encourage everybody to do it the right way spend the time to get to know it learn it don't be so gung-ho trying to make a dollar and you know get your llc get your insurance cover yourself because in the end when you do it that way and you get your logo and you and you do it the right way you look more professional and people will take you more seriously and and you know there's always respect given and earned in different situations but you know when you do it that way a lot of people will gravitate to you and you'll build your business faster so if anybody's wanting to do that in the future i would i would say that's the best recipe to do it is spend some time learning how to surf fish YouTube's a good way, but, you know, um, getting with a guide can be even better because it's going to help navigate that quicker for you to learn. Yeah, absolutely. So you brought up a point a little earlier, but then I've got to ask this. So what is your take on the whole surf fishing craze? Craze? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, you know, I mean, we could go down so many rabbit holes with this. But I like, I think it's I like a- them. Let's do the rabbit. Go. <laughs> well, I mean, you just pull me back and send me back in whatever you you know slow down blake whatever you gotta say but let's start from a macro level i think it's a great thing i think you can't stop it and i think youtube has helped it i think you know guys like me have helped it i think it's a culmination and a cocktail of just a of something that hasn't been conquered yet and you know it's successful it's easy you know my seminars that i think you've been to I like to say that it's successful, it's easy, and it's fun. And that's one of the main reasons people like to do it. And, you know, you can kind of go anywhere around the United States that has a coastline and do it, even on the West Coast. Different tactics, but, you know, I want to say in the Gulf Coast, it's it's always been a lot of the old-timers, and it was kind of their thing, and it still is. The best guys I know, the, especially the commercial guys, um, yeah, they're very secretive people, and, you know, um, they're not as open to sharing information and that's that's really how old salts really are so the more info you give the more you can be ostracized or shunned but you're not saying it's a good thing but you know you you guys see where they're coming from as to how they make their living so they don't want people taking from their living because you know they're trying to catch fish in numbers especially pompano so that's how they'd make their living but um the surf fishing craze you know it's happened it's here the east coast of florida has kind of had it for a little while now, especially guides, probably longer than us, and it's a bigger coastline, obviously. Um, I think it's great. I think it's, you know, it's here to stay. I think there's some growing pains that need to happen with different things, and there's different, you know, manufacturers and different people making things. I also think some of it's a little blown out of proportion, 
meaning that, you know, you got to have this rig with this bait to catch this fish on this day. I think that's all <laughs> kind of crap. I mean, you know, um, you know, I'm a fish bites branded guy, you know, sometimes in the wintertime, that's all they want is fish bites. But a lot of times in the spring, I'm using really mostly sand fleas. And, you know, I'm trying to catch numbers. I'm not trying, I'm trying to catch numbers because that's what my clients get paid, paid me to do. I'm not trying to catch one or two fish. A lot of synthetic baits can catch fish and they're great. I love synthetic bait. I mean, I'm a fish bites guy. I think it's the best out there personally. Um, but, you know, in the spring when the numbers are around, I'm going to use a lot more, um, you know, fresh bait. Yeah, you're going to go with the I'm, live. You, you, that live set yeah. makes a difference. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, you can ask any guy that, you know, I mean, if you're going for a challenge, use synthetic. If you're going for a real challenge, use like a, a, a fly or something, you know. I mean, that's all up to you, where you're at in your journey, right? I mean, every fisherman has a journey. But, like, for me, what I get paid to do, I got to produce. So that's what I do. So if that helps you out. That does. I mean, it makes perfect sense. I mean, in reality, you you encompass the whole thing. I mean, it, the surf fishing is a glorious thing throughout the country because we have so much. I mean, you can go anywhere. If you're coastal, Atlantic Ocean, Pacific Ocean, the Gulf, I mean, even bays, you, you know, you go up to Maine and you can start playing into, you know, the Acadia National Park. You got a bunch of there, the Booth Bay, you know, you got harbors and all that. You can still play these games. But you said the biggest important piece that people need to remember is the tactics what works here in our area might work okay over in the east coast of florida but on the same one if i went to hatteras in north carolina uh, you know i'm gonna have to play my game a little bit different i'm gonna have to change my rigs up or change that one you now it's the same right. for if I went to new england it's a tactic game the other pieces still are going to play you know but you still need to know what the tactics are and i think that I mean, it's a perfect segue into my next question. Hey, all right, way to go, me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you... Well, let me before you get there. Let yeah, me go... say this too. Let me, let me piggyback on what you just said. I could get crucified for this that there's some old schools or guys on the different coast listening to this, but I personally believe, and I'm not in this class. I'm not in there, but I know guys. I think the guys in our in the Panhandle, the old school guys, the commercial guys, the guys that win all the tournaments. They're the best surf fishermen in the whole United States. I buy that. Catch, especially Pompano. And the reason I say that is, is because they can finesse fish when others can't. And here in our clean water, you have to be able to finesse fish these big Pompano rather than the East Coast guys who use, who use the double drop rigs. I don't always use double drop rigs. We can get into that later, but I use different styles of rigs. Um, Chip makes that Mortician's rig, which is a great rig. Because it has less tackle on it, no tackle on it, basically just a hook and your, you know, your mono and your fluorocarbon. But the guys here, the old, old timers here, because they can fish in calm water conditions and catch fish. When, as you know, on Facebook and stuff, and you see the post every day, everybody's out there surf fishing, you know, on a slick, calm north wind day, and they're sitting there holding, you know, holding their mouth open, going, "What am I not doing right?" Right. And yeah. it's a challenging day. It's conditions. You got to change it up. Yeah, because that's so, not going to – the standard double drop pompano rig thrown out at the bar is not exactly going to reduce the exact same dick. thing. Dude, uh, let me just – I'm going to get this off. Guys, don't get mad at me. But, like, the Sputnik <laughs> is used for rough water conditions, not calm conditions. Use it if you want to. It makes you feel better. But I personally, when I'm using those two-drop rigs and I'm using 20-pound fluorocarbon, fluorocarbon can break because it doesn't give as much, right? Right. So it can snap on that snap swivel if you get a big red on or a big pompano and if you use a braided line 
and you know you have it directly tied you know you could pop it and that spudnik doesn't pop now i will say i'm a little plug here for our buddy chip he's got great spudniks because you know his the way he makes them they pop real easy as, as opposed to the old school ones that had beads on them oh, yeah. the beads pop the beads pop off chips have these little sleeves on there the sinker guys and they pop better but i personally use spudniks in rough water conditions when i personally have to i use bank seekers because bank seekers don't tear up my drags and it also helped me you know that bank will slide into to, to that slot where the fish are i'm giving people a couple nuggets right there already when you're fishing with the bank seeker that bank seeker it'll might move a little bit behind the bar but where it's going to slide into is going to is usually the spot or the eddy where the fish are feeding so you you brought up that one, and I remember that one from the seminar. Uh, I was going to call you about this, so I ended up getting my hands on some other uh, bank type sinkers. Um, namely, it was uh, cannonballs, and I, I, okay. I threw these things out, and basically it was like you know throwing a musket ball. And I was like, all right, this is just fun to watch. You know, I could I couldn't help just <laughs> yeah. It was like this is great. I don't know what's going to I don't know what I'm going to do with this, but this is going to be fun. Um, but after it landed, I started noticing a little bit of movement with the current, and I was like, huh. I remember Blake talking to me about this when it came to bank sinkers. I wonder if the cannonball would be something like that. Do you do you primarily stick around into the bank sinkers that that's like your preference, or do you have any other kind of recommended sinkers when it goes to that? Okay, so my mine is when I carry my bucket. So, um, yeah, let me say this is kind of funny. So, Chip, I'm uh, not Chip. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> so I'm getting Brian. Yeah, the one it's all good, <laughs> we're talking man. about Chip. You and I love Chip. He's a we great do. Guy. Chip is awesome. <laughs> I act like he's on the phone with his chip. No, uh, I'm the only guy, the, the only surf fishing guy you might know that doesn't have a beach cart. Okay. <laughs> I hump everything in. Everybody's like, what the heck, man? But where I fish, I fish on cliffs. Now, my county's put a lot of new accesses in the last year, year and a half, public accesses, which I don't necessarily fish as much as fish a lot of private areas because that's the way our beaches are set up for clients. So I fish there a lot. Um, I, I hump it in. So I have a backpack. I have a Yeti bucket. Don't make fun of me on my Yeti bucket. People. Never. I, I, I won that thing. I talk crap about it, but I wanted a dirty sand to gift two years ago. But the reason I like it is because I use taller sand spikes and that bucket's a little higher than a standard five gallon bucket. So my sand spikes don't fall out of it. Hey, Does that makes make sense. sense. Hell yeah. I mean, that, you get to carry the trophy for the win with the good memories and it's still yeah. functional. So yeah, absolutely. Sure, right. So, so, but in that bucket, I carry my weights, right? So, going to what you're asking me, my weights, I use, I'll, I'll put like, you know, six or eight, and I use five ounce. I use the 12, you know, for set rod fishing, I use the 12 foot ninja daggers, uh, standard for over the bar and long casts. We know wherever I'm trying to get behind the bar, and that rod is made for a five ounce. Yeah. Now, I like five ounce bank, and then the five ounce bank, the five ounce bank doesn't hold behind the bar, then I'm going to go to five ounce pyramid. And if the five ounce pyramid doesn't go, then I'm gonna use a four ounce or five ounce, uh, you know, chip sink, chip uh, sinkers. Sputniks, yeah. So you're going up to the four or five ounce, depending on because that dagger yeah. loves a five, a little bit of a four, but it loves the fives. Yeah, it loves the five. I just, you know, I think that I can get away with the four rather than the five behind the bar because the four will still hold. So I mean, yeah. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not going weight to a casting ratio there uh, or you know leverage. I'm just saying. The four will hold just as good as uses the five in most most surf conditions. So um, that makes sense. So that's kind of my typical setup. So I like the banks. 
Makes sense. I mean, and you know, for people, if you get a chance to go to one of Blake's seminars, this is the kind of knowledge you're going to get that you're going to be looking at. And be like, wait a minute, why wouldn't I do this? You know, and it's one of the biggest things that I would say, and this is from personal experience, and I'm sure if you're listening, you're probably going to be like, yeah, all right, I'll admit to it. And it's okay. This is a safe place. You can admit to these things. We don't judge. Yeah. No. I've thrown a bank sinker, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, I can't believe I'm throwing a bank sinker. And then all of a sudden I hook up, I'm like, damn it, I'm through. He was right again. You know, it's like, it's okay to change your game up. You don't have to just stay into one piece. It's okay to move a little bit. And it's what's the worst thing that happens? You become a better angler? I mean, oh, no, not that. Anything but that. Right. Run with it. And I'm not a gear guru like some of these guys. Like, you won't find me saying, well, Blake, how is that drag tester in that new (laughs) Fisher 75,000 MPDCRs? You know, I'm like, I couldn't tell you the damn difference, right? I know tackle. I know it. But I'm just, you know, I'm 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 a... old school knuckle dragger fisherman that's how i am so i know it works i know it doesn't work i try new things i'm always trying that's another thing that people need to always you know just because i say it or you hear some other guys say it you know i'm always trying different things i'm not trying to reinvent the wheel every time and throw crawfish out there just kidding um this is a joke that's a joke no but you know The uh, <laughs> where's it going? I don't know, no, but that I'm was just... good. That was well timed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, oh, yeah. yeah the, you know, but the, all I'm saying is don't be, don't, you know, try different things and try depending on where you're fishing, right? But the thing you got to remember is, is that, you know, I'm using something that works for me in my area that I know. And a lot of this is also, you know, I've, I've, I've learned this on my own as well as had older guys show me i'm big on you know the personal experience of it i know it's always you know we're going to get into that you know talking about hiring a guide to show you i think that's the best way but you know there is also an element that people need to go out there and do it on their own because that's the best way to do it because then when you make the mistakes then you learn and you know what you learn it as long as you're willing to want to get better you'll keep continue to learn because i have people ask me all the time like man you know like how are you catching them and i'm not how are you? And they'll be, I'll have two people around me, both sides of me, and I'm burning them up. And my answer to them is, is just experience. Yeah. I know how to adjust. And it's the adjustments that I make that make me more, you know, will catch, put maybe more fish in my bucket as the other guy. And experience is the key. I mean, that, that, that always speaks for itself. So you already segued it. So let's work into that one. So with, with that one, um, I do know that you do the guiding, but you also do uh, the teaching piece, which I think is huge that a lot of people don't think about. You know, they're like, oh, well, if I go out with a guide, I'm just going to go catch fish. But it's uh, you and Smitty are t- kind of the top two that I know of that do this. It's a teaching experience. Yeah, it's a teaching experience. You know, that's what I tell people, especially new guys that move down now. <laughs> There's a lot of people moving to my county, and I, I imagine there's a lot of people moving to your county is what bit, I've read. A little bit. <laughs> it's, it's getting it's getting like, a bit full. Yeah. You've got a little bit more space than me, I would say. You can kind of get away from people. Me, I've got more houses on the beach. out, But yeah. still, like, I, I love teaching people. You know, I'm going to give you, I like to say my little 80-20 rule, I'm going to give you 80% of what you need to make you successful the rest that you need to do is is put the time in so you know i mean and dude and let's be honest i mean i'm gonna say this and this kind of goes back to tongue-in-cheek of you know this rig this rock this blah 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 to catch this many fish a lot of it is is really just basically getting a couple few things right yeah 
right? It's getting if you get the if you get a handful of things right. I think you've heard me say this at the seminar. Then you're going to catch fish. You maybe not catch 30, 40, 50 pompano during the spring run, but you know not everybody catches that many. Right. You know. So I mean, you've got to be there at the right times and setups. So I mean, it's all you just got to put the time in. So. And that but, that's the bigger one right there is you know just it's you're not asking much. You just got to get out there and play with it. Yeah. 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 So with you kind of already nailed it, but I guess I'll, I'll circle into it. So the advantage really into hiring a guide, especially you, because I mean, you, to me, like I said before, when we were off air is, you know, when I, I think of guides, it's like, you're right up there. It's like, okay, I, I got to call Blake. He'd be the guy that I know would be like, Hey dude, do this. Um, you know, Hey, come out here. We'll, we'll do this stuff with the advantage of hiring a guide is, you know, you're going to get the education, but you're also going to get that experience. And, and if you're coming down here, especially into 30A and you're like, oh, I just want to fish, uh, in hiring a guide, the big advantage is you're going to be on the fish and you're going to learn on that one too. So you're not going out there and just kind of blind throwing. You know, if you come down from Michigan and it's like, oh, I'm going to go fish uh, here. I was like, well, can you go fish there? Well, I don't know. Well, if you had a guide, you'd know where you could go, couldn't go. And I think that's one extra little advantage piece there. I, I don't know. Is there more that you would say would be advantageous for getting a guide? Yeah, I would think I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, if if I'm a guy, just me, like Blake, without being a surf fishing guide, and I'm going to move to an area, and I want to find out, and now it, it kind of it can suck for the guides. Like I'm just going to be honest. The flip side of that equation, like let's take Orange Beach. I have a friend over there, he's an inshore guide, and there's a lot of people moving down there, and you know he he showed spots and was really teaching because he's a good hearted guy. You know, next thing you know, he's got guys there in boats the next day fishing that same hole. So, I mean, but you know, the best thing to do is hire the guy because take the spots away from it. The experience that I hold in my head, the 10,000 hour rule is going to help you become a better fisherman. It's going to, it's going to, you know, but you got to, but you need to, if you're going to do that, you need to be able to ask questions. I would always ask questions. Yeah. You, you know, can't be scared to that. No, and if you're a somewhat fishy guy, or you know, you're like, you know what, you know, I want to talk about like just say like a, a pond fisherman or a guy that fishes the river. You know, surf rod fishing is a lot like cat fishing, is what I like to say. You know, it's a couple of different things to it, but you know, the main gist of it, you know, the beginner level, beginner level of surf fishing, and there's intermediate, there's advanced, you know, which is like you'll get into this, I'm sure later, is ladder fishing and and seeing them. You know, that's a little bit more advanced. I mean, it's still takes takes a lot of practice to do that and know what you're doing but you know it's just like freshwater fishing in a pond oh, yeah. just different well you nailed it yep. see, see, great segue like this is why you share notes before you do the, the podcast it's always smart yeah. <laughs> the ladder fishing it was funny because i heard about it last i don't know six months ago at the last seminar i was like oh yeah that's gonna be something and then i saw it on youtube i'm like okay that's kind of cool but i wasn't seeing you any guides offering it did not do it right there's a lot of a lot of uh, stuff that I'm just like, golly. Yeah. Uh, no power to that guy that did it or people that have done it, but they still, they, they, what they did was based on lack of experience. They were doing it. They just put up a click video and they caught fish, but there's a couple of things they could have done a little differently that would set them up to be a little bit better and even actually even had better camera angles yeah. for seeing fish. But, you know, hopefully they'll do it again in the future and, They'll learn from what they didn't do wrong. So it's, wrong. One, it's one it's one of the few things you offer in one of your charters too is is ladder fishing. Depending on the timelines, obviously that's a conversation for you know a client to give you yeah. a call and be like, hey, what's up with ladder fishing? Because there are required conditions. You know, you can't go out there when it's four foot seas and jump on the ladder. That that's not a good idea. Man, why not? Let's ride it, dude. Let's <laughs> I mean, get- 
don't get me wrong, dude. I will do that. I am dumb. I mean, <laughs> when when in Rome, I mean, what's the worst that happens? Oh, wait, everything. Look at this goober right here. Look at this. Smoking a cigar. Yeah. Tom, Brian, I, like, I took my ladder, my eight, 10-foot ladder, depending on what I want to use that day, and everybody's just staring at me like, what is this guy doing? Yep. You know, the most redneck beep I've ever seen in my <laughs> You know, I'm just smiling at them, and I put all my stuff down, and I towed it out there, and, you know, I hook one up, and they're all – I look back, and they're all just staring at you like, this son of a gun. <laughs> you know, like, what is this old boy doing? Which is actually an ancient thing. You know, um, not ancient. You know, the guys back in the day, most of them did it for cobia, uh, you know, in the 50s and 60s. And, man, there's been some crazy contractions. I see some old pictures of some of these guys, especially in my area. Uh-huh. Uh, uh you know, man, because they want they instead of having a boat, see, you couldn't get a boat out there for Kobe that's came out of the pass. You know, still there's not. You got Panama City Pass, and then you've got Destin Pass, and in between, you know, you're still 12 miles either way to the pass, or 13, or 15, or 17. So what these guys is they made like these contractions and even ladders, and they would sight fish for Kobe in the spring. Well, it you can also do that for Pompano. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, what people don't realize with the Cobia too. Um, and I had one this year, I almost, I almost hooked him. He, he chased it and that would have been really cool to catch him off the ladder. Yeah, it would have, that would have been awesome. I would have been a YouTube star. Look at me. Yeah, buddy. Clicking for Click days. On. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the ladder is so cool because it's one of those few things, you know, people haven't done and it's, uh, what, I, you know, when you talked about it, it was really cool. I'm not going to go into any pieces on that but it was just like a okay all of this makes sense that yeah. i can understand why it was done and what the what the advantage is so if you all are coming down to 30a and you're looking uh, to get a guide definitely ask blake about that because I, I you know that could be a fun one for you that that's a whole awesome experience in itself that's for sure it's it's really fun i would say you know you got to be kind of be around it's going to be mid-april into may and it's going to be, you know, a one-person ordeal with me. It's going to be me on a ladder and you on a ladder next to me. And you got to kind of be ready. It's going to be like a three, four-hour window, and that's all you got because you got to have a really calm day. It's when the north wind comes, you know, when the when the front stop really coming, they're dying out. And so we're going to have like those uh, – it's kind of like what we have in the fall, but we just don't have them in our area. Like, you know, we just do it in the spring. So anyways, the – the wind dies down, and so you have this no ripple effect, right? So about 10 o'clock, it dies down. It's You need the sun up, and then usually by 1, 2 o'clock, that sun coming around, it'll start blowing out of the southwest, and that, that turns it up too much, so you can't do it. So really, it's a, it's a mid-morning to lunch ordeal, and you get out there, and you spend three or four hours on a ladder, and it's fun. That uh, sounds like it, man. So of course, the stuff. I definitely want to have to thank, I've said this a bunch, but I'm definitely going to, I need to put this out there. The seminars you've done, I, I thank you, man. I mean, I know it's not easy to get all that, all the people together to do those, um, but the amount of knowledge that you spit out there is huge. And I think anybody gets a chance that they listen to this, if you hear a Blake Dauphin one, you should go. It's nothing but free info, but also the networking and the discussion pieces are huge. So thank yeah. you for doing those, man. I really do appreciate it. I know everyone yeah, else you does. Know, I don't, I don't, you're welcome, and I don't charge for them. Um, thought about it. It'd be hard to do, uh, but, you know, that's why I kind of sell apparel, too. So hopefully if people do come, you know, they can, you know, any way they can help support my business, buy some apparel, buy some rods, 
Uh, I've got some, I think some decent looking stuff. So it just helps the local business out, but I, I love helping people get better what they're doing and figure out their own way. Well, speaking um, of the rods, what, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, that's what I was just saying. It's all, that's what it's all about is helping others. Yeah. Well, talking about the rods, love, yeah. people don't know this yet, but here it comes. It's getting announced soon too. I, I know it'll be announced before this podcast comes out, but you've got a line of rods coming out. Yeah, I do, man. I got, I've got, i got uh, the real 38 rods. Funny story how it all happened. You know, I have another side of my business where I rent fishing gear, so I made those. And uh, I was looking for a way to backwards integrate my business and just get things cost effective and grow. And the great thing is, is I found a manufacturer with help some other guys in the industry. Um, and I created a 9-foot and a 10-and-a-half-foot rod. Uh, so they're great for beginners and they're great for intermediate. Um, and they're also the, the rods are really designed for up close fishing as well as intermediate fishing. I mean, my 10 and a half footer can throw as far as my dagger, honestly, Dang. with a four ounce. Yeah, I can, dude. That's a range. So, <laughs> yeah. And it's, they're all, they're both medium heavy fast, but my 10 and a half is, it's got like, it's super like, it's perfectly stiff enough to when it, but the tip can see a pinfish in it. Oh, nice. So like, and, and let's talk about that, right? Like with rods, the old timers. You know, and some of them, even with, the, like, I love the dagger, and there's some other brands out there. I think Mark Burford makes a great rod for the over-the-bar rods, too. Um, but, you know, a lot of your old-timers in my area like these really old glass, lambda glass rods that were just like, you know, like you would pop it, and it's like that door stopper that's bang. <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? They like that vibration, but what you couldn't see on there is you couldn't see the bite detection. It didn't have it. So, surf fishermen, that's the reason we like the rods are I like the dagger is the dagger um, is basically 12 foot. It's basically a medium heavy fast. So it's stiff enough to cast it really far, especially in the wind yet it has a flexible light tip. That's the fast part of it. So medium heavy as you go up it and it's got a fast tip. I basically did the same thing with mine, but with a shorter rod. So, um, you know, because I need to make it for, for more, for people that are beginner right. beginners because, a uh, beginner throwing a 12 foot rod is a learning curve. Um, and, uh, you know, so I use all that. And that's another thing, you know, I, I rotate out in my repertoire. I use 12s. I do use 11s, but I mostly use now 12s, 10 and a halves and nines, depending on what I'm doing, what I'm targeting time of year. So I have a repertoire or have a, you know, and I'll usually fish three or four rods the most. Yeah. I mean, it's nice with that setup, too, because you can really range the game a lot better. You know, your 12-footer, hey, yeah, cool, I can go long ball with that. And you could also go short with the 12 one as well. But when you got the 9s and the 10s, too, you can be like, well, watch this. I'll do the, as you said it very well in one of your seminars, you, you can do the Verizon Tower on the phone. You can play the short, medium, long, long, long. You, you know, that that's really going to yep. give you those games. Yeah, man, you're taking us. Yeah, you're right. So, like, only a little. When, when you... <laughs> I mean, it's you talking. I'm going to listen to everything. I'm like, uh huh. I'm remembering that. I'm writing that down. <laughs> sometimes, talk, yeah, sometimes I just spit crap out of there. But no, uh, no, just kidding. No, I don't. I try to make it. <laughs> I don't try to. I don't, I don't lead people down paths, but that's just the way my brain thinks, right? So, like, yeah, I mean, you know, when you're playing, the, when you're playing uh, a great tip or, you know, uh, people can't see this, but imagine you got the bar. And imagine that, you know, you got your number one rod. Your number one rod is, is going to be on the east side. So, you know, basically left to right if I'm looking in the water. So one, two, let's say you got four. One, two, three, four, all in a row. 
my number one rod is going to be my shortest behind the bar, and then I'm going to try to stagger like a Verizon tower. It's kind of what Brian said. So a little deeper, you know, number two is going to be a little deeper. Number three is going to be like, let's say number one, I threw it 100 yards, right? Or, and then number two is 110 yards. Number three is 120 yards. Number four is 130 yards. So I've got that. I've got, you know, a 40-yard gap there covered with four lines, you know, just in case those fish go shallow or deep. So I know where those fish are, are going down the bar, if that makes sense. Yeah, and then you can target throughout that. So it's it, yeah, right. it's, it's a great piece of knowledge. To, you know, zone fishing is very important in the game. So at least when you've honed in, it's like, all right, I know where you are. Game on. I'm going to find you all now. <laughs> Right, and you're right. And the zones not necessarily talking about behind the bar, before the bar. I think a lot right. of guys locking that. That's what the YouTubers talk about. But I'm talking about zoning even behind the bar. Right. And uh, you know, remember this too. On a north one day, calm days, the fish are going to run deeper behind the bar than they would up shell on the bar. Mm-hmm. So you really need to bomb it out there on on a north one day. Dude, this has been awesome. So final, uh, I got the final question for you here. What do you wish that uh, tourists or new anglers would do when they came to 38 a fish? Um, you know, peel that on me back a little bit more, like with me or with, like, like explain that a little more. Well, more so, like, all right, you know, you, you're, you, you have the the pulse on your area. You you know your zone. You know all these things, but you know people are coming down there to fish that you know really don't have never had any experience or they're, you know, they really want to get out there. Uh, and it's like, you know, I wish you would have just done this, and you would have probably had more success. Well, what, yeah. Just- guide you know but you know like finding us is not always the best because usually the guys i'll just say this you know finding us meeting guides like most people that come down on vacation even if they're going to surf fish aren't always in our facebook groups right so like i don't really not nothing against you know any of the groups you know we're in a few of them and you know that but like i see guys market in there and i'm like i love it but like most people that call me aren't, aren't in there they're going to be moms they're going to be you know so um uh, I would say, you know, book a guide, but how do we close that gap? That's a marketing issue for a company and strategy and getting with different people. But I think, you know, getting with a guide and especially a guy that's knowledgeable, like I would I would always try to find the guy who's got the most experience and most knowledge. Like I want the guy who's got the most time on the water. Yep. And that guy similar to that. He might not, might not want that old guy who's like super salty and angry at life. <laughs> it tends to get that way with fishermen. They're like, ah. You know, like yeah. I've been down seventy years. All right, kiss the ring, right? Yeah. All right, but like, that's fine. But you know, I want a guy who's got the most experience that I can find that I know is willing to teach me and help me become better. That's what I'm gonna look for if I was somebody. Outstanding, Blake. Thank you so much, dude. I really appreciate this time. I know that yeah. everyone's gonna definitely took a lot of good stuff from it. Everyone, if you get the chance, make sure you get a chance to go on there. Find them on real38.com, Instagram, the real w. I'm sorry, the real r e e l 30a, and on Facebook, you can find them on real 38. Blake, thank you, man. I cannot wait to see you uh, here in the future. I know I will. We're in a small area, so it's easy for me to eventually drive the hour and a half over there <laughs> yeah Brian, i want to say I, I appreciate you i'm glad we lined it up and know we've been kind of go back and forth but you know kids and work and family you know this you know it, it, it is what it is but you know I, I think you're doing a great thing i think you're willing to learn i think you're going about the right way and i applaud you for that and uh you know i think i think you're a great guy thanks brother appreciate you so much you have no idea 
So we'll get you on another round. I know we'll get you back on here sometime. I'll find a way. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll get real dark. We'll get real dirty. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks for so much for tuning in this week. Stick around. We're going to have some more stuff in the near future. Thanks for taking out Finding Demo Surfishing. We'll see you next time.